Hi, everybody. I'm Tom Denford, co-founder and CEO of ID.coms. Welcome to another Media Snack Meets. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Freddie Liversidge, who's the Global VP of Media at HP Inc. Hi, guys. Hello, gentlemen. Where are you? There you are. Welcome to Media Snack Meets, where we get to meet the individuals and organizations doing great work to inspire success and drive change through the global media and marketing industry. Because the best are short on time, we ask just six questions in 15 minutes. We get to learn what is behind the success, what it takes to make change in the industry, and what the rest of us can learn from that experience. Please subscribe to get alerts of all upcoming guest episodes. Hi, Freddie. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Good to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're in transit at the moment. I know you said you're in a hotel. Can we ask where you are? You can. I'm in, Atlanta, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, okay. Um, so not too far away from home. Good. Very good. Excellent. So um, you've seen these shows. You know the format. Very simple. Six yeah. questions in 15 minutes or less. Um, as you well know, we've spoken before, um, HP is a brand very close to my heart. I haven't worked on that many, many times over the years. So um uh, and I love that. I love what you're doing at HP and the stuff that you're building there. So uh, excited to hear and share with our viewers uh, a little bit more insight of how you think about media. So, for those that don't know, let's just start off straight away. Just uh, explain a little bit your your role now at HP because you've been doing some interesting stuff there. And then, whether at HP or something pr previously, what you know, what what is it in media that you've been most proud of? Yeah, I definitely can do that. So, and they actually kind of land in to be somewhat the same answer, which is kind of kind of cool. Um, so, um, at HP today, right, I look after all media, which is basically all advertising, um, and the, the wider media practice that includes our in-house agency, and also our external agencies that we work with around the world. Um, so, I like to try and say, like every piece of media we go out there, my team is is looking after and making mm -hmm. sure that it's going to the right, hopefully, the right uh, potential customer. Or, or returning customer. But um, what I've been doing at HP, so I've been at HP for four and a half years now, um, and um, I've been building the in-house agency. That is what I've been kind of focused mm -hmm. on. And so, and what that means is, is the in-house media agency. So we, it's um, in-house buying, planning, reporting, finance, all of those pieces. Um, and so that has grown to be about 80% of our spend around the world. We are buying out of seventy buying in seventy countries now, um, so that is um, been really my focus is kind of showing that benefits of the in-house organization. And I will be honest and say, probably one of my most proud um, pieces of work I've I've got to do in my career. I've enjoyed building organizations, building teams. Um, that's one thing one thing I love to do. I like to kind of disrupt. And uh, going from four years ago launching the first social ad for a Coachella. Um, thing we were doing, um, an event we were doing, to now having a 150 people running media across 70 countries is is pretty special. It is, and it's and it's very impressive. It really is because lots of, as we've discussed, lots of brands yeah. have experimented with this over recent years. Some been more successful than others. Um, yeah. You know, and in, and until I started learning a bit more about the HP story, you know, whenever whenever it was six nine months ago. Uh, 
actually just the, what you had built there is is a really impressive uh, operation, and I think will will no doubt become somewhat of a case study that people will be kind of keen to learn more about. And I'm sure you're getting interest from yeah from your peers. Well, peers definitely always happy to help anyone thinking about it. Um, there is there is definitely reasons to in house, and there's reasons not to. And uh, yeah, I, I think it's been pretty interesting. Good. Well, I mean, we'll, we'll come on maybe to talk about some of those things because yeah. the next question is, you know, from your perspective, and you've you've had, you know, you've had a you've had a really good close up view of you know media and its and its most forensic, but also within you know a very large you know brand marketing organization. So, what, yeah. what's what's the best part about media for you personally? What do you enjoy the most? Um, personally, for me, and I always joke. I started with programmatic media when programmatic was that dodgy kind of thing in the corner that no one wanted to talk about, right? It's where all the remnant inventory went to die. Um, for me, it's I I I, I love the technology, I love the ad the the ad tech and how we're able to utilize it um, to to garner the best kind of advertising and media possible. Um, I definitely think we've got we went a little bit too far at points with what we did, right, and made it creepy or or uncomfortable but i do like for me my favorite part about the media is is that is the technology and how we can utilize it um and seeing different ways that people have taken um tech and utilized it for their for their businesses to build brands or to yep. drive e-commerce and so forth yeah. yeah really good so but and you alluded to it there i mean maybe this is related but the, but the biggest challenge yeah um i mean for yeah some big challenges in the industry, but I mean, we're always really curious, really interested. And from a marketer's perspective, you know what? Yeah. All of all of us, you know, people views on the industry always think that this, you know, we're riddled with challenges. But what you know, what a marketer actually really think is the challenge of media. Challenge of media. I could talk about death of the cookie. I could talk about um, AI. I could talk about um, so many different pieces, brand safety, X, Y, and Z. But for me, I think the biggest industry challenge in the industry is every single year i look at data points that tell me that consumers hate advertising mm. and like for me we've got to change that perspective that perspective we've got to make it valuable again um chasing someone around the web with um with wedding content from their wedding three years ago does, doesn't do that um running a tv ad that's completely irrelevant to to somebody is also not convenient to their life so i think especially in this world that we're moving into where People are consuming so much content at such a rapid speed. It's how do you how do we break through um, mm. and make the content we're sharing with them actually useful um, yeah. to that con to that consumer um, as a customer or, or whatever we're trying to trying to do persuade them. Yeah, so that's what I think the, the big macro challenge. And to just to build on that, and maybe this is a slightly more off piece yeah. question, but in the context of HP, HP as everybody knows is a very you know it's a very thoughtful, mindful, conscious. Yeah. business right it has been since its inception and it's always been uh yeah let's just yeah. say you know a kind of a conscious and aware business um in in that where, where does that kind of put you in in the in that within that company because there's lots of there is lots of focus and a little bit of controversy about media and what it funds and how it you know how yeah. it's affected us and maybe it's even wider impacts on society and politics and yes we, yeah, we're increasingly aware of the responsibility that we have as kind of media decision makers yeah. 
Do, where, yeah. where does that sit within HP? I mean, are, are you, you have, do you have kind of support to go and try and improve things? Is it there's an encouragement to go and do that? Presumably, they give you the freedom to to make the right decisions for the business. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely give me the freedoms um, to make some decisions. We have initiatives around sustainability that we have outside of the media industry, and then that then leans in to say, "Hey, look, how, how can you, how, media team, how can we support you to drive sustainability?" Um, same with with brand safety. Not that we've got it right every time. We I, we've definitely had a few few issues, um, but yeah, we've definitely had kind of the support to kind of go and push those. And um, the other bit I would just say, like we've, we've been, it's actually come up as a topic really recently again, more so we're just, uh, we just dropped a campaign two or three weeks ago in the US about being the most trusted printer brand mm. in the world. Well, the quality of the media we buy to make that statement, if we're not putting ourselves on trusted content or we're not putting ourselves on, and I, I know that's a very politically charged comment, right? Trusted content, what, what, is, what is that? Um, it's a real risk. So there's, there's a lot of kind of there is room and freedom, but there's also a lot of kind of concern around making sure that we are running on the con on content um, that will allow people to to continue to bring that trust to the business. Um, and I think especially being a tech brand as well, when I mm -hmm. think a lot of people think uh, I think tech quite often is thought as gets a lot of the controversy, the unethical comments of what what is big tech doing. Yeah. And HP is trying really hard right now to make sure that when we speak in the industry um, or speak to the possible customers that we come authentically across that like we're not not to be scared of right like we're we're, yeah. we're trying to do the best and that's that is a challenge yeah. yeah i think it's really good i mean i'm sure you're very aware of this but i mean where you sit you know influencing huge amounts of media dollars mm -hmm. and the potential impacts positive and negative that those can have as you say, in a tech company, but also in a tech company that has values and principles and and yeah. differentiates it, itself so distinctly from others on that. You know, you're at a really nice kind of point of convergence. It's a lot of responsibility, isn't it, then, to deliver the, the, to actually deliver something with that. Yeah. I I I, I'm, I know I'm I'm steering you out, out outside of all. <laughs> right, 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 I just always I I yeah. always enjoy talking to you because I just think you sit in a really interesting place. Um. Yeah. Okay. So HP mm -hmm. is. Uh, there's some iconic leaders and principles that have come through HP and kind of similar companies. If I ask you for your best leadership advice that you've got, is that something either that you've received or or that you now, as you you know, you've been building big teams now, something that you mm -hmm. give to others that you find is really effective? Um, <laughs> I love this question. I always struggle to answer it because I think there's so much good advice out there. Mm. Um, I think. Um, my two favorite pieces of advice that don't, I don't know if they even fit in just the media industry. I think they fit for any, anybody in marketing, maybe anyone in, 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 in corporate America, maybe, I don't know what, what you want to call it. Mm. Um, or not America, corporate world, I should say. Um, one is, um, one is treat the money, treat your money, uh, like it's your own. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I, I continually have to remind myself that right to your point. We're, we're, playing with quite big budgets at HP and mm. it's a dollar is still a dollar. Um, so making sure that we kind of keep that in mind every time we go out there, it's not, Oh, Oh, let's just, that, that's only a $50,000 campaign. Don't worry about it. <laughs> still $50,000. Yeah. Um, so that would be, that was the one. The other one is um, I always get this wrong on how you actually say it, but this is a piece of advice actually I received from my father, funnily enough, um, which was um, 
nothing's really a problem until it shows up again the next day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I really like that piece of advice. I think a lot of people in the industry and in the world get frustrated by things that are happening, and and so much things sort themselves out in 24 hours. Yeah. So um, I, those are those are my two pieces. Again, uh, I, I think there's so much good advice out there in the world. There's obviously bad advice too, but there's so much good. Yeah. Um, but those are two things, two principles that I like to keep in my back pocket for when I'm um, making any decision. Um, or also frustrated with what's going on I love that I love that um thank you for sharing those I think the uh one I tend to use I'd say this to my kids I mean I use it in business but I say to my kids is uh it's very similar to 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 your piece of advice is just don't worry about something until it happens yeah, I like that too. Yeah. So if it's gonna happen, like I mean, you just there's nothing you can do. You can waste yeah. so much energy and time worrying yeah. about. And I'm I'm guilty of that as well. So you know, I can't always follow your own advice. Perhaps it's easy to get. Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. And now I'll use an example. We're in, a, we're in a bit of an economy, uh, not a great economy right now. There's a lot of budget cuts going across the industry. Mm. The number of people that I am talking to that are frustrated and tired because they're having to recut, they're doing replanning, or there's this is being cut, and I did all this work. It's the way the world is working. And I say to my team, especially internally, like us cutting a budget might actually be beneficial for the business at, the, at this short term. Like it's a mm. good thing. Like take it positively. And like for me, that's a really good example. Not that yeah. I want to talk about budget cuts because that's it is a bit depressing, but it is a but it's yeah. something that we have to do, right? And it's yeah. just yeah, to your point, see what see what it looks like the next day. Let it come to you, work it out and move on. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh very good. So that might lead us nicely. So into you know your uh, you've you've been incredibly in working incredibly intensely. I know the last few years building this team yeah. and building these internal capabilities um, and taking on more responsibility for HP's media decisions. So, uh, but outside of that, when you get time, how do you get away yeah. from filling your head with media? <laughs> Riding a bicycle. Um, yeah. <laughs> that is, um, I. Um, have a I actually think it uh, I used to be a big triathlete I've ridden bikes for a long time I spent a lot of time out just just riding I actually the reason I'm here in Georgia is actually to race this weekend um it's actually not for work um Mm. and so um that that is what I do to stay kind of away and I actually find that my time spent away from the desk riding a bike for sometimes five six hours on a weekend is the way I um solve problems at the office and mm. for me that is um it's my passion to keep me sane but it's also my passion to actually um think outside the box a little bit and and get some time to, to really come up with ideas very good so, love that one yeah very good uh great and, and good luck this weekend uh, thank you I appreciate on, it on your racing is it road racing or or uh, mountain biking mountain biking yeah. yeah cross country so which is one of my neighbors is into that it just it looks like uh organized falling down a hill sometimes yeah, i don't uh, sometimes it feels that way so yeah terrifying. hopefully not this weekend good luck Thank uh you. okay so you know you, you get you get a great as i said a great perspective of the industry you you know you've been right kind of in the middle of of navigating that change on behalf of hp yeah. um so we look at hopes for the year ahead and my question really is you know, given some of the challenges that we know that we're facing yeah. uh some of them that you've, that you've talked about uh, you know, where would you like us to be a year from now? What, if we look back and say we did something really good, you know, what what do you think we could have achieved in this in this coming year? Um, if I went to if I went really macro, 
I would love to say that people started to really respect advertising again and were really proud of it. Um, that would be my really big one. I think if I come a bit more into the industry, um, we work at how to utilize um, generative AI to truly and not hurt us um, as an industry. Um, and I am very excited and maybe a little controversial to see the growth of retail media and the competition that is about to be generated in the industry. Um, I think that um, we're going to end up with more walled gardens and so forth in the media industry, but I am very excited about the competition that's going to get created with all of this new um, retail media kind of popping up and showing up. And I, I say retail media, but there's other there's other industries there, but retail is the one I probably have my eyes most stared at right now. Very good. Freddie Liversidge, Global Media, VP Global Media at HP. Thank you so much for joining us today. Cheers. Who would you like to meet on future episodes? Please let us know in the comments below. Subscribe to the Media Snack channel, where you will also find previous guests, including leading marketing executives from companies like P&G, Uber, LVMH, Mars, Ikea, and many more. Plus, some of the industry's most provocative thought leaders, such as Belinda Smith, Sir Martin Sorrell, Wendy Clark, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Professor Mark Ritson. You can also get alerts to hear about upcoming new guests. If you liked this episode and think someone else would, then please share it. Thanks so much for watching. See you next time.